Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Fingered Thief. And today I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian, and I am a dungeon master. <laughs> what type of dungeon master are you? <laughs> uh, hopefully a halfway decent one. My players continue to return to game. <laughs> yeah, that's always important. We want to make sure people are having fun. But today we're talking about being a... Game nice. master referee and then being nice to your game master referee, right? <laughs> yeah, so you're talking about being nice to me. <laughs> well, I'll bring I'll bring I'll, over some ta- some tacos later on today to your place. How's that? I will take those tacos and eat them. I love tacos. <laughs> burritos are the number one in my bag because like I just I, I eat a lot of burritos. I don't know why I was <laughs> way too many. Burritos are good, but anyways, um, so we're talking an article today in Dragon Magazine number 188. Uh, this is an issue that we have been talking different articles on, and it is from December of 92. So it's about 30 years old now. That's crazy. Be we, nice to your referee. It's called by Stuart Robertson. Be nice to your referee. The first thing they suggest is arriving on time. And that's great. Um, I do realize things happen. And and I'm going to say this. Some of the things they say in here, I'm going to have more pushback for this than I have for the other things. Because arriving on time is what I will do for any game I can. And I think most of us do. But I'm a middle-aged man with responsibilities work family kids and sometimes there are those games where i'm like hey i can't arrive on time so when i can't arrive on time if i know i'm going to be running late i will try to notify people ahead of time that i'm running late yeah and i think that's my main thing as well too obviously we're very busy with life however if you're running late just send a text to your game master and let them know that they're running late i think you know if you do that that's fine we get it life is busy however if we don't know that you're running late and everyone's waiting for you, that's also not cool. So, you know, if you're able to just let people know, hey, I'm running late, I think that's fine. You know, hey, I'll be there in about 15 minutes or be there in half an hour. You know, that's fine. We we do understand life gets in the way. <laughs> and the group can decide if they're going to start without you or wait. We have that happen a lot. It, it Life is life is what it is. Now, also, I want to point out the cool part of this article is the way they the way they suggest to do is to pick up the phone and give them a phone call, which we probably aren't doing that most of the time in the 21st century because <laughs> we're in the well, future. <laughs> we're in the future, so you got this little thing called you know instant messaging that you can do as well too. So know the rules. I think know the rules in general is important, but we do understand, like you said, it, with new players, it takes some time to understand the rules. I play a lot of new players through games I over the years, and I tell them, you don't have to know the rules. Come and play. You can pick up on how to do it. So knowing the rules is great. If I have a party full of people who are such um, RPG geeks that they have read through the same damn book that I have, I'm thrilled, but I understand that a lot of my players aren't going to have time or the interest to read a rule set, but they're enjoying to come into game. So yeah, I'm pushing back a little bit against the article. Well, um, I'm pushing back in the context of new players. However, yeah. we've had several players that have played in our sessions, many, 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 many sessions and have played games many, many years who still ask very basic questions, which annoy the hell out of me. So I don't know if they're not paying attention to game or what, but you know, for those players, I don't give them a pass because it's like you've been in the game now for multiple sessions. You've played D and D before. It's the same rule set, and you still are asking what dice to roll during combat. 
I'm going to get super annoyed. And so for me, I think it's, you know, situational. New players, yeah, you get a pass. Players that have been in the game a long time, yeah, you don't get a pass. <laughs> Offer to help. Running a game is a lot of work, especially if the DM is running in their own home. One of the ways that they tell you you can help is helping to create the world, offering to draw up your hometown and stuff like that. Some DMs may be down for that, some want more control of what they're doing. It is what it is, but helping around things like um, like food. Oh, we do a lot of food. We do a lot of food. So helping set up or prep or clean up, I think is huge for the host. I mean, both you and I have hosted many a game yes and um you know you gotta clean the house i mean i think you, you were just talking about that today because you have a game tonight <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes clean i'm gonna house. be cleaning it up here in a moment as soon as we get finished recording i'm scrubbing the house down for game and i'm starting this build pot of cincinnati style chili <laughs> i like that so but you know again the article is saying that hey your host is taking a lot of time in prepping for the game and prepping their home to invite you to game so if you offer to help out with a little bit here and there with cleanup and post, you know, putting chairs back, that type of stuff, you know, it, it's greatly appreciated, right? And then food and munchies, it talks about offering to bring things. Stuff. We do potluck style stuff. So most of my players bring a little something to game. Someone will bring us something for us to snack while we're playing as well as the dinner we've eaten because we got dessert. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those that, um, you know, if we do a potluck, if we get pizza, you know, we all chip in some money or you bring snacks and drinks, you know. Last game, Jay was at the store. He's, we had a group text going on on Facebook with everybody that plays Rifts. And, and he was at the store texting. I said something about, he said, bring a dessert, whatever. I wasn't paying too much attention. I had no desire of anything for him to bring. He was just asking what to bring. I right. was like, I don't know. I knew Kate liked the zebra cakes. I was like, zebra cakes, <laughs> little Debbie's. And then everybody started chiming in and there was just this huge discussion of all everybody's favorite little Debbie treats. And, stuff. <laughs> and, and Jay was really late for game at this point in time. So that's, well, <laughs> that, that's because he probably got stuck in a store going, okay, I need one of this, one of this, one of this. And then all of a sudden he came in with, with like yeah. a full portfolio of what little debbie has he's you like, know. i was like it was like yeah just scratch that and get the, the get the star crunch i think it was called because someone wanted that instead and then next thing you know he shows up with like two bags full of <laughs> at least a half a dozen different little debbie treats and we went to town on them as soon as he brought them in i'm like i'm getting this one and this one Everybody well, you see you know jay jay gets an a plus uh, you know for uh fulfilling everyone's happiest desires however I should have given some extra experience points for those sweets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, however, everyone's going to have to go and, you know, run it off because that's going to be a huge sugar, sugar rush. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was fun. Contribute as a group as much as you can. I mean, obviously, we do understand that not everyone can afford to buy or pay for a lot of munchies. But, you know, whenever you can, it's good for the party, right? So... Now, the next one, I think we already broke it in this episode. Less gab, more play. I mean, I think it depends on your gaming group, right, Logar? I, I 100% agree. You, you know, some GMs and groups are hardcore serious, nuts and bolts and mechanics, and, you know, they don't have much side talk. Um, our gaming group, I would argue, is we enjoy each other's company. So we do have a lot of side talk on just random topics. So we may not stay on game as much. I think it's fine for our group because we enjoy each other's company. So yeah, it's like my game group is like the bar largest social. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
the my largest social life itself <laughs> rotates right. around like the large part of it there like we talk a lot before we get to game on my house game because everybody's eating food and hanging out and smoking and you know stuff like that and, and a lot of discussions so we may wait a while to start but we have those friendships and that's when we get to see each other. So it's enjoyable. I'm not always rushing to start. I don't want to not have any game, but <laughs> no, 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 but it's a, it's a social event. Like you said, so there's gaming and there's also, Hey, let's just talk about what's happening with, you know, the latest TV series in our lives, you know, yeah. what, what are you reading? What are you watching? You know, that type of stuff. So, and I have a lot of players who aren't playing other games besides the one there. And, and gaming isn't like the biggest thing in their life, but you know, they come a large part because of the social element and the friends that are there as well. Right. Pay attention. I think this one's important. I mean, a lot of times your player may not be in the action, so to speak. However, you need to pay attention and keep tabs for when your turn comes. I mean, like I said, we've had some players that don't pay attention and we got to recap with them every encounter what's going on and it it, it drives me nuts <laughs> the next is wait your turn and i think i'm bad about this because i'm very impulsive at times and blurt things out and and it's far too often <laughs> it's some kind of pun or something that somebody has just said and i realize it sometimes when we're playing online i'll hit the mute button so that when my my blurting out of strange things comes <laughs> nobody can hear it and i'm not being disruptive <laughs> Oh, you know, it's one of those that I think we mentioned one of the episodes. I'd like to, you know, just go down the line and ask each player, hey, what is your action? What are you doing? Because, you know, everyone has different styles in communication, right? Yeah. You know, some people are more impulsive and jump right into the action. Some people might need to think about it before jumping into the action. Some people might wait their turn. So it's, I think it's fine. I think as a DM, as long as you make sure that the party is fully included and you ask the people that might be a little bit more quiet what they're doing, and then you have a standard marching order. I mean, for us, we rotate around the table or up and down the discord line and we, you know, shift whoever is first to act each time. You know, we don't do any type of individual dex checks or we do everything by group. So listen to the DM. That's part of paying attention. Isn't it Logar? You know, making sure that, you know, you're paying attention to what's harping the party and you're listening to what the DM says. Um, but the part that I do find interesting is what they talk about in the article. You know, for example, as a DM, you might be describing the room and someone's jumping to, are the monsters or are the treasures or are the blah, 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 blah. I think it makes sense to let the DM finish the description of the area before asking, you know, all the questions because he may answer or they may answer your question as part of that description, right? Yes. So. The next one is plan ahead. When I think about this, I'm starting to expand it in my mind to different things. Um, but one of the things we're talking about is like, uh, here's the scenario that I have seen in the past. And I think I don't run into this a lot lately because I've changed certain elements of the game. One of the things that I used to do when we would do individual initiative is everybody would just kind of be in a different order every time we went. And when I got to someone, they would not know what they were doing. We do a group initiative with most games now. And I go around the table most of the time and when I'm at the table, the physical table, it's very easy. The person can see who's before them. I don't usually have problems, as many problems of trying to plan ahead and think things out. People see that it's coming when the person right. beside them is talking. Like, oh, okay. That really helps. 
It does because it's managing expectations in terms of, hey, I'm I'm going to make it third in line for this round of combat. And then next round of combat, I might end up being fourth in line. But then there's a, a natural rotation that you can see. So you know that, okay, now I'm first to act in line. So hopefully we're able to do that as well while we're playing online versus sitting around a table. Now I do. There's also planning ahead, like preparing ahead and stuff like that. Like, making sure your character sheets are up to level. I'm bad at showing up the game. Like, Oh, I got to level up my character here at game. It's kind of helpful if we're level. Like I've all, my entire life, my gaming life, very few times have I been like, Oh, I'm, I better sit down and do this before game. And a lot of times it's at the last minute. So I'm horrible at it. I apologize to every DM that's ever ran me. I need to work on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. Cause in my job, I got to be super tight on being organized so i tend to do a lot of pre-work before a game and have everything already lined out mapped out either on paper copy or on the computer in the pdf or you know powerpoint so i'm i'm a little bit the opposite but like i said it's the nature of my style of work bleeding over to my gaming so that was the stay organized one did we say that or was i still doing uh plan ahead i can't remember I mean, they, that, they plan ahead, stay, or it's all kind of interrelated. They play together. I mean, this yeah. Whole, yeah, it all kinds of plays together the same thing and the same thing. Yeah. No, the next one was what? Character stability. Yes. What What do you think about this one? I think it's interesting. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on character stability. So this is about playing the same character for a long campaign versus what? Shorten other characters as well as. So here's the thing. I don't really see a lot of this in our game. It's talking about players who want to change their characters up. Yeah. And that's not something I've dealt a lot with. And I don't know if I have a problem with it. If someone wants a new character, get a new character. I've had that a few times and I haven't had that a lot. Um, I might just put it out there. And, and a lot of the times the way that we play, we'll have people roll up multiple characters and be like, okay, yeah. And I've had swapping out characters and groups through a campaign. We've done that. Like, the lost lands campaign we had multiple characters and some were yeah. replacements for deaths and sometimes it was like oh well we don't have everybody here so we're going to go over to the other group of characters and see what kind of trouble they can get into this week type thing um so i don't have a lot to say on that one because it's not really been a thing i've seen as a negative in the game no i think the only watch out is and this is similar to the um you know showing up on time or letting people know if you're not going to be there is if you have certain character classes that are essential to that adventure and then you lose that player or character, that could be difficult. That can be very difficult. So um, I think you just need to keep an eye on the way of that adventure is set up. Cause you know, if you need a certain, I'm going to make it up platinum of Sigmar to be able to defeat the evil demon bad. Cause that's the main objective. And that player isn't there or the character gets squashed. We got to make adjustments to your adventure. <laughs> yeah right. and i got stuff to say about that but i think we're running about on time <laughs> I was like, uh, we still have two or three more things on here but well let's list them off real quick and then we'll we'll, we'll close up just the the next few in the article which we're probably not get to because we're over time now was style of, style of play yes don't I ignore the obvious and then future direction future directions of where we want to go so maybe we'll spend a, a separate podcast Finish talking about up, those polish them up i'm sure we'll get to the topics at some point in time we, we have we, we do a do. daily <laughs> podcast there's enough time yeah if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today please give us a positive review wherever you are listening please follow us like and follow 
and subscribe on Facebook. Uh, just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHailCrom. We could really use any support you can give us on Patreon. Server bill's coming up. We got to pay that. <laughs> Patreon money looks like it's going to help there a little bit. All of those of you who have supported us there, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and keep those dice rolling. Yep. Roll and don't cheat your rows either. <laughs>